Everybody and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine, produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. Occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as the Bay Area. And on tonight's show, we're gonna listen to excerpts of the documentary Trumping Democracy, which also explains how our use of Facebook and other social media platforms gives certain people the tools to effectively hack democracy. We're going to explore the shock of a Donald Trump victory and the obscure tactic his team used to achieve it. You won't want to miss a minute of Full Circle tonight. We're your hosts, Laura Laborico Echegaray and David de la Gran. Stay with us. Orale. Good evening, everybody, and welcome again to Full Circle, 94.1 KPFA. So, a little over a year ago, Donald Trump captured the U.S. presidency and became number 45 without winning the popular vote. How the heck did that happen? I remember the word shock being used over and over again by commentators and news pundits. The whole world stopped for a minute, and some stopped to cry with us and some to laugh really hard. Now, the detailed explanation that we're going to present tonight, you're not going to hear this on any other station. So listen carefully, my friends. We're going to air segments of an eye-opening documentary that uncovers the strategy that ultra-conservatives used to swing the electoral votes of three key states. It makes so much sense that you're going to want to watch it ten times over and tell all your friends about it. French journalist and documentary filmmaker Thomas Huchon investigated post-election to understand how 45 came to the White House, and his search led him to examine cutting-edge digital tools, dark money, and a network of interrelated players with common goals. This documentary just got out and is available to you through our KPFA Fund Drive. If you call 1-800-HEY-KPFA, that's 439-5732. With just a pledge of $100, you're going to be mailed your very own copy. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at kpfa.org. The documentary is called Trumping Democracy with the subtitle Real Money, Fake News, Your Data. Let's listen to segment one, where we learn about Robert Mercer and the Mercer family, the man behind the money, how he spends his money, and the laws that enable him to be named one of the 10 most influential billionaires in politics, according to the Washington Post. And when we come back, we're going to have a discussion with Full Circle contributor and production consultant, Joy Moore. 8383 Wilshire Boulevard, a chic address in Los Angeles. 
This anonymous building represents the behind-the-scenes work of a billionaire on Donald Trump's campaign. Behind these windows, at number 1,000, are several companies that would seem to have no connection. The first is Breitbart News, the fake news website that runs for Trump. The second is called Glittering Steel. It's a small audiovisual production company. But these companies have one thing in common. They are linked to a man that the public has never heard of. A mysterious character. The man behind Trump's win. His name? Robert Mercer. Robert Mercer is 71 years old. He's the CEO of a hedge fund firm, Renaissance Technologies, whose ranks he's been climbing since 1993. Carol Cadwallader has been investigating this computer engineer turned billionaire for the last year. So Robert Mercer is, uh, he is an absolutely brilliant scientist. Uh, he did really pioneering work at IBM uh, in the 60s and uh, in the field of natural language processing, which is the base of AI, basically. And uh, he was there right at the start of it and um, working out how to do ma machine translation between languages so that Google translates, which we use all the time, that is a descendant of the work that he did. You know, he, he is without a doubt one of the sort of brilliant computer engineers of his generation. And uh, he was just an ordinary middle-class guy at IBM doing a professional job. And he got an offer from Renaissance Technologies, this hedge fund, to go and work for them. And he did. In the early 1990s, Robert Mercer left IBM to join a New York-based hedge fund, Renaissance Technologies. There he applied his methods of calculation on the stock exchange in order to predict its fluctuations. At Renaissance Technologies, he pioneered um, algorithmic trading, which now is, you know, a massive field and how much trading is done. Renaissance uh, saw something which still remains a bit secret about how to make profit in markets, but the origin of it is in applying advanced computer techniques to the data without worrying about a theory of where the economy is going or what are the actual meaning of the instruments you're trading. If you're buying wheat futures or if you're buying a car company share, you don't really care that it's a car company or that it's wheat. You just look at the performance of these futures or these stocks. And the key thing was to view this just as a set of numbers. By applying his mathematical tools, Robert Mercer revolutionized Renaissance Technologies' investment methods, making it the world's most profitable fund in 10 years. Mercer became very rich at Renaissance because the performance of the fund, which he had his own money in, uh, was extraordinary. I mean, if it goes up 30%, 35% every year, then pretty quickly you become very rich. 
So Robert Mercer became very rich. He is also very secretive. He almost never speaks publicly. Sebastian Malabai is indeed the only journalist to have met with him. It was in 2008 when writing his book on hedge funds, More Money Than God. I did go and see Robert Mercer when I was researching my history of hedge funds, and he struck me as shy. That was the main impression, reserved, not keen to look you in the eye. Um, you know, he'd once said, I think, that um, he would be perfectly happy to go through life not talking to everybody, not talking to anyone, uh, that he preferred the company of cats to people. Um, uh, and, you know, that's a phenomenon with computer scientists, that they relate well to the abstract symbols on their screen, more maybe than they relate to other people. And not all computer scientists are like that, but he is one who is. Bob Mercer avoided the company of people and the eye of the media. Even Google has a difficult time producing photos of him. The few that exist are always the same. And also a poor quality video. His only public speech in 2014 during a ceremony in his honor. I uh, found out after I decided, sure, I'll accept this award, that I would have to make an oration on some topic or other for an hour. Now, which by the way, is more than I typically talk in a, in a month. If there is one thing that Google is willing to show us about Robert Mercer, it's his house. He lives in a reclusive, sumptuous property east of New York, where he devotes himself to his surprising passions. He owns a $3 million electric train, a fleet of yachts, and has one of the largest collections of firearms in the country. And whenever he can, he plays poker at a professional level. I think he has uh, two qualities that suit him. The first is high intelligence and an ability probably to remember the cards that have been played and so forth. And the second is low emotion, not giving anything away. And those two qualities combined make you a good poker player. As a billionaire, Robert Mercer might have chosen to quietly enjoy his new fortune. However, the former engineer also had very deep-seated political convictions. From this point forward, he intended to promote his ideas and even enforce them. But for that, the law would have to change. At the time, in 2010, it was impossible to spend unlimited amounts of money in politics. U.S. laws were very strict. Election campaign financing was limited to $2,700 for citizens and $5,000 for companies. To change this, Robert Mercer supported a Supreme Court appeal. To the dismay of Brendan Fisher, lawyer for the Campaign Legal Center, an NGO that monitors election legality. For many years, corporations were prohibited from spending independently of candidates. But in 2010, with the Citizens United decision, the court struck down a 60-year-old 60 60-year-old 60 ban on corporations and unions making in expenditures independently of candidates. And that gave rise in large part to the to the big spending uh, electoral system that we that we have today. The judges ruled that restricting political financing was an infringement of freedom of speech. 
what the decision said was that uh, money in politics is free speech. You can come in with unlimited amounts of money, spend it any way you want, and in many cases not have to disclose who you are spending that money. In practice, the Supreme Court's decision considerably changed the terrain. Candidates could now be supported by two types of organizations. On the one hand, the official campaign, which organizes meetings, pays for advertisements and leaflets, and which has limited funding. On the other, support committees, which can raise funds and spend money without any limits. Robert Mercer now had free reign. And all of a sudden, uh, campaigns, the actual uh, committees controlled by candidates, were no longer the primary spenders in, in U.S. elections. Instead, these super PACs funded by a handful of billionaires and multimillionaires uh, became the dominant force in, in U.S. elections and in, and in U.S. politics. The political system in America is so broken right now because of the special interest money which floods campaigns. I mean, what happens is when the special interests have an agenda, you know, if you're an oil company, for example, and you'd like to continue, you know, drilling for fossil fuel, uh, you know, or you're a polluter and you want to make sure you can continue to pollute. Uh, you go in and you support politicians who believe in your agenda. Politicians who will say, for example, that you know, climate change is not happening because of man-made activities. You know, they, will, they will promote that publicly because that protects the special interests who fund their campaigns. Robert Mercer has his own charitable foundation, the Mercer Family Foundation headed by his daughter, Rebecca. But what exactly are the ideas he wanted to promote? Hard to say, because Robert Mercer never expresses his opinions publicly. You, you won't, you'll never know what's going on in Robert Mercer's brain, so just look, therefore, at what he's funding. Follow the money that way. And I think that kind of builds up a picture. If we don't know what Robert Mercer is thinking, let's try to find out what he's been spending. We can do so with tax documents. Declarations of the Foundation's fiscal allocations for the years 2012 to 2015. Mercer financed reactionary institutes and lobbies. Among them, the Heritage Foundation, which fights taxes and economic regulation $1.5 million. The Media Research Center, which fights leftist media bias, $12 million. The Government Accountability Institute, which tracks government corruption and publishes books against Hillary Clinton, $3.7 million. The Heartland Institute, which defends climate change skeptics, $2.8 million. And New York even paid for an ad denouncing the construction of a mosque near Ground Zero. In just two years, Robert Mercer became one of the 10 most influential billionaires in politics, according to the Washington Post. All right, you just heard a clip from the explosive documentary Trumping Democracy by French journalist and documentary filmmaker director Thomas Huchon. That we are KPFA are making available to you for a contribution of just $100. $100 that you can split into six months. 
It is a fantastic way to educate yourself and anyone you care about and keep this vital radio station alive. This show will be available in the archives for you, so feel free to take a minute and give us a click and a contribution online at kpfa.org or call 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Do this in this hour to also show us that you are listening. We're the apprentices. We are apprentices. We're not radio professionals, people, uh-huh. <laughs> of the first boy apprenticeship program. That means we just got here. And thanks to you and your contributions, this apprenticeship program gives voice and access to underrepresented people. So call 1-800-HEY-KPFA or click kpfa.org to donate and get a copy of this documentary. And speaking of our program... All right. Speaking of the program, um, let's take a quick little music break then. We're going to listen to El Rey by Vicente Fernandez. That was El Rey by Vicente Fernandez. Now, that's a pretty macho song where he states and declares that with or without money, I do whatever I please. Sounds like people I know. Sounds like some billionaires, you know, that want to do whatever they please with their money. You know some billionaires? Well, we're getting, we're getting to know them, and we're getting to know them more and more. And that's all thanks to KPFA, because we're putting the spotlight on them. Yeah. Suckers. All right. Yes, so, our very own, and you're here listening right now to the voice of Joy Moore. She's our production consultant, and she just joined us in the studio. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, Joy, you've been involved in politics for some time now. Yep. Right? You worked on the Bernie campaign. Yep. All right. Bernie! So, well, to be honest, my political activity started with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Ooh. It's the first white man that I ever loved, <laughs> and they killed him. And so I've been deeply, deeply involved in politics in my own personal way forever. But right now, where we are in this country politically is insane. And only KPFA brings you the truth. Only KPFA has people coming on the air who are not paid to tell you the truth. Most of the people you hear on KPFA are volunteers. If you hear their voice, they are volunteering their time, their energy, their love, 
and you have to um, support us in our effort. So if you want to support us right now, I'd like you to call 1-800-439-5732, or you can go online at kpfa.org. Let me tell you why it's important. All of the media, most of the media that you hear in the United States coming over the airways or the computer or the Internet is paid. Someone is paying someone to speak. KPFA is unique in that way. We have no underwriters. The Koch brothers don't support us. Um, Robert Mercer doesn't support us. People with a lot of money generally don't support KPFA because we have understood and promote the notion that the people who have money and power are controlling our government. And we want to change that. And we've been working on this since... 1949. <laughs> We've been together for 68 years. Exactly. That's pretty impressive. And lots of people come in this station and volunteer and spend their time and their love and their energy to promote the truth, to keep honesty in um, our media, and, and also to bring voices, uh, uh, give voice to people who don't generally get voice on the main, mainstream media. Uh, for example, our apprenticeship program. For example, uh, yours truly. Yes. And me too. And me too. Mm -hmm. We're all mm -hmm. apprenticeship graduates who would not have been given an opportunity to be on media, but KPFA provides that. If you want to support that, we want you to call us right now, 1-800-439-5732, or go online at kpfa.org. And this is why it's important. If you believe that the, this government is for the people, by the people, of the people, the only way we can continue to, or, or, or ensure that that happens and is really true is that people speak up. People demonstrate, people strike, people voice themselves, call their um, representatives, make donations to organizations like KPFA by calling 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-439-5732. There are phone, people in the phone room right now waiting to get your call. Or you can donate very easily, quickly online at kpfa.org. And support wonderful people like David and Laura who are coming here as volunteers. Can I say that again? Mm -hmm. As volunteers. For 18 months to come and learn radio and then produce this wonderful full circle show well you know it's a good thing that you know the um the that, that we're here did you know that the um la weekly has been has been bought no it's been bought by um uh, ultra conservative uh people like i i was listening to this earlier on democracy now on kpfa because um, that's where i get my news from um and they're, they're talking about how it was a um ultra conservative people that bought the la weekly and they fired all the editors. Oh, I believe it. So money is ruling in this country. And let's be honest about the history of this country. The inception of this country was for profit, to enslave the indigenous people of this country, to enslave Africans, uh, to bring people here to make money, to grow food, grow sugar, tobacco, and, and exploit the people um, here. So, but KPFA has always had a tradition of supporting those people, the exploited people, the people who have been taken advantage of well you know we're a corporate free money station so that also means that we really need your contribution so for a pledge of a hundred dollars we're gonna send you a copy of this phenomenal documentary that you can watch over and over again and even invite your friends over to have the kinds of discussions that are gonna make the world a better place okay if you're an educator this documentary uses clear and what I call uncomplicated language so that it's understandable to the majority of people who hear it 
So play it in your classrooms, play it anywhere people gather. People need to hear this type of information more and more, okay? Because this usurping president has his way, if he, if he has his way with the mass media, he's going to change forever the way we receive our information. And we can change it. We the people. Call 1-800-439-5732 or go to kpfa.org and support us any way you can. Let's take a listen to another piece from this wonderful DVD. You might know everything about Steve Bannon and Breitbart News, but if you don't, and what ties him to Robert Mercer, please stay tuned as it is revealed in the next segment titled Fake News. But even if the billionaire was able to spend money to support his causes, he still faced an obstacle. His ideas were judged too extreme. The media didn't accept them. To enforce them, he would need his own media outlet. The mainstream media is disrupted, and because the mainstream media is disrupted, truth is disrupted. And if truth is disrupted, you can just spread your own version of it. Boldly lying throughout his speeches, Donald Trump not only deceived his electorate. Little by little, he managed to create his own truth, an idealized vision of himself as a white knight, ready to rid America of its corrupting forces. We are going to drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. This slogan allowed Trump to create an image of independence. Above all, it concealed the dark underside of his campaign. Because the Republican candidate was not the man alone that he claimed to be. He was, in fact, supported by an ultra-powerful network working in the shadows, seeking to impose their reactionary ideas on America at all costs. that corruption has reached a level like never, ever before in our country. Staten Island in New York. In a mostly democratic state, this suburb is an exception. Most of the people here voted for Donald Trump. Scott Lebedo lives here, patriotic artist, and above all, a big supporter of the new president. He's unconventional. I am unconventional. Fed up with traditional media, Scott now gets his information on the internet. You know, I'll spend like an hour, like I said, before I go to sleep, I'll have my phone on and you know, and I'll go from this to that, and then, oh, Trump made a speech. I didn't hear it today. Let me hear it now. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes it's, I don't even, honestly, I don't look like who's giving it. You know what I mean? Like millions of Trump voters, Scott began believing everything he saw on the web wholeheartedly. For example, this article. Trump believes millions voted illegally. Or this one, that Hillary Clinton received over 800,000 illegal votes. I'm not saying all three million are, but I'm sure a lot of them are. Absolutely. You should not be able to vote if, you are an illegal, if you're not a legal citizen. It's, it's, I'm sorry, but that's how it works. And then they want to change that. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. 
Obviously, these are all lies. Illegal immigrants can't vote in the United States. False information, characteristic of this election campaign, to the point that these articles now have a name. Fake news. It's been overwhelming social networks, pseudo-news sites, and even some major media, bordering on delusional and consistently in favor of the same camp, Donald Trump. Among the most circulated, we find Pizzagate, a democratic pedophile ring said to be hidden in a Washington pizzeria. Mexicans made out to be potential murderers and rapists. And even that homosexuality makes you stupid. Scott is far from being the only one to believe these lies. Millions have gobbled them up. But where does this false information come from? It doesn't magically appear on our screens. On the contrary, it's manufactured, patiently, methodically, with very specific requirements. We found one of these creators of fake news. Paul Horner is a facetious man who made the web his playground. He enjoys fabricating fake press articles to create buzz, which he's paid for with online ads. Any of my stories, like, if you ever read any of this stuff, like, it's insane like the more you read it like the more it just becomes ridiculous but the first parts are always like super legit and like most people just see a title of the they read maybe one sentence and then they share it with all their like thousands of friends on facebook another of paul horner's pranks made a definite impact this article which explains that anti-trump protesters were paid thirty five hundred dollars by the clinton campaign this time it was not a conservative blog who related on twitter but the president's own son. Even when I would write like at the like big bold letters, like this story is not real. Like I would do that on some of my major ones, and like they, they, they would like his major alt right su supporters, his like right wing cons uh, conservative like supporters, they would still share his stuff. The concern is that Paul is far from being the only one to produce lies on the internet. They try to make money and they try to pander to the alt-right and get more support and build their base. And they try to incite violence against Muslims and intolerance and racism. Um, what they do is completely different than the other, you know, fake news that's out there and other media sources like... Indeed, like Paul Horner, some media outlets have made lying their editorial mission. But for them, it's not a joke. Their goals are political. They attack the establishment, the credibility of certain journalists, or more simply, they attack Donald Trump's opponent, Hillary Clinton. Breitbart News is the most famous of its kind. Trashy style, racist illustrations, and false information. In 2011, Breitbart News, the right-wing online newspaper, was in great financial difficulty. Robert Mercer saw an opportunity. He bought Breitbart for $10 million. At its head, he placed his right-hand man, a man in the shadows, who was found at all stages of this investigation, a certain Stephen Bannon. 
Mercer and Bannon are very closely associated. And uh, by Mercer associating himself with somebody like Steve Bannon, that may be a, that may be a clue into, his, into Robert Mercer's personal views. In a few months, Bannon would make Breitbart News a war machine dedicated to reactionary ideas. You see that with uh, the Breitbart publications over the course of many years and with someone like Bannon who just proclaims this publicly, that they're going to take on these institutions and they're going to try to deconstruct the government of the United States to pursue the agenda that they have, which is to, you know, fundamentally change this nation and turn it into, you know, a place where people experience a level of division that I don't think we've seen since, you know, going back to the Civil War. I mean, these connections are, are everywhere with these guys. You know, this is what they're deliberately trying to do. They're trying to, you know, take over the government of the United States and destroy it, you know. Robert Mercer had now built a political media network. To promote his ideas, he was only missing one thing, a candidate. You're listening to Full Circle on 94.1 FM KPFA. And let's thank Susan Van Kuiken. Kuiken? I'm sorry if I pronounce it wrongly, but thanks for your contribution. Um, it's a match. It's a match. It's a match. Yeah, 250. Let's see. Let's match it. Next couple of minutes here. Call us at 1-800-439-5732 or kpfa.org. And call your friends. Call your family. Call somebody you know who will be interested in this and have them donate too. Not just you. We need your support. We need you to come and volunteer. We need you to send us story ideas. But give your monetary support. We need it right now. 1-800-439-5732 or kpfa.org. I don't know about you, but I thought everybody watched the six o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're finding out that more and more people are going everywhere else for their information. You know, it makes perfect sense. If you want to get corporate influence-free information, you know you can count on KPFA to provide just that. Who else will play this documentary? And what's going to happen if we go away? You know, so yeah, call 1-800-HEY-KPFA, go online, kpfa.org, and for a pledge of $100, you'll get a copy of Trumping Democracy as a thank you gift. But we'll take any amount, $5, $10, $25, you can get a t-shirt, you can get a tote bag, there's so many things that we offer, but what you really, really, really get is truth and honesty from KPFA Pacifica Radio. That's what you really get, that's what you really pay for, and we want you to call us, 1-800-439-5732, or go online, it's quick and easy, kpfa.org, give what you can. Click the donate button. You know, there's a war on information right now right where are we going to get our information from right so joy this documentary showcases how certain people use their little division tactics for their own internal wants you know that they're trying to deconstruct the government etc etc what, what, what are some of your thoughts about this first of all this country was started on greed and avarice we have to remember that a lot of people try to, to romanticize the beginning of this country and talk about religious freedom and all this other stuff it was poverty that drove people from Europe to United States to America which at that time was Turtle Island because it belonged to the indigenous people mm -hmm. and when they came here and they met these 
peaceful, loving people in general, they um, pull guns on them and use Christianity and God to enslave them and, and to, um, to incarcerate and kill as many as they can. The whole idea of bringing over inf- disease-infected uh, blankets to kill thousands and thousands of people. This was avarice. This was greed. This was meanness. And this country started that way. So we can't forget that. Now when we come to Citizens United, for example, free speech for money. Uh, first of all, how can you call it free speech when you're paying millions of dollars? Mm-hmm. Number one. And how can his free, uh, Mercer or Koch brothers or any of the other billionaires, their free speech be more valuable than mine? I have no money. I have very little media access, but my free speech should be just as valuable as theirs. So we want you to call us right now, 1-800-439-5732, or go online at kpfa.org and show you appreciate the kind of information that KPFA brings to you, Full Circle brings to you, the opportunity as apprentices um, that we afford people, ordinary citizens in this city, in this country, to come and be a part of the media. 1-800-439-5732. And we can um, divide that pledge. If you pay $100, you can pay it over six months. So don't forget that. If you don't have the whole amount, you can always make a payment plan. Debit card, credit cards, everything accepted. Checks, money orders, whatever you can. Bring it down in cash. We don't care. Bring it down. Exactly. That's 1-800-439-5732. Donate online, kpfa.org. Our next segment talks about data manipulation and how every time you go surf the web or go to Facebook and start liking your friends' posts, social media companies use and sell that information to build like a virtual data hologram of you that will help them predict your behavior in areas from politics to shopping. Wow. So that's pretty. And the Internet neutrality is being threatened right now by the FCC. Trump has put in a head of the FCC who wants to get rid of net neutrality, which that means what that means is the people who have the most monies will have their ads up first, their websites up first, their information up first. And all everybody else will just have to wait and, and pay for it. And that's just another example of the whole. The coup coup of this country was taken over by Citizens United. The people with money have taken over this country and this government. Mm. Yeah. 1-800-439-5732 if you agree and you want to hear more or kpfa.org. All right. Now, when we come back. We will listen to um, how this all play outside of the United States. Yeah. Not just in our democracy, but all over the world. Yeah. Okay. Take a Our listen. So-called democracy. <laughs> there will be no lies. We will honor the American people with the truth and nothing else. It was on the banks of the Thames that the last American presidential election was in part decided in the heart of London. At the headquarters of a firm unknown to the general public called SCL Group, Strategic Communication Laboratories. In these offices, scientists compile and analyze billions of data about individuals in order to understand them. 
your objective? To determine what motivates human behavior, the better to influence them. SCL is a company that was founded 25 years ago. They have several branches, a military branch, a commercial branch, an analytical branch, an election branch. What they really do is psychology. So they try to use psychology to influence people. They specialize in psyops, um, which is uh, it's a military term, psychological operations. It's a whole discipline, it's an academic subject. It can be used in different ways. Indeed on their site, the firm is very clear about its services. Behavioral influence planning and evaluation is ideal for clients who wish to use influence to treat a problem. Clients include NATO, the British Ministry of Defense, the NSA, or the U.S. State Department. For them, for example, SCL helped identify key leaders in Afghanistan, facilitating U.S. intervention. In another case, SCL organized communications for a vaccination campaign in Ghana. But the company doesn't stop there. Behind the facade, there are other techniques in practice. It's a way of, of nudging people, that's the word, you know, towards better outcomes for them. But it also can be used to manipulate people without them being aware. And it can and has been used by authoritarian regimes. Behind their convoluted methods, SCL clearly offers public opinion manipulation services. The company boasts, for example, about organizing protests in Nigeria in 2007 to influence the elections. SCL also intervened during an election on the island of St. Vincent in the Caribbean in a rather surprising way. SCL elections helped get a candidate elected, hiring people to put graffiti on the walls, creating a problem with youth in this country because their candidate had prepared an answer to the problem. So they really created a problem just so they could then solve it. In short, SCL sets up ultra-targeted influence strategies. And with the advent of the web, thanks to the billions of data circulating, its business would take on an entirely new dimension. And then suddenly what happened, I think in around 2012, is they discovered data. And um, they discovered um, what you could do with data. So to position themselves in this new market, SCL Group will create a new subsidiary in the United States called Cambridge Analytica. Despite multiple interview requests, Cambridge Analytica has always refused to speak with us. So to understand exactly what they do, we did something very simple. We watched their ads. Political campaigns have changed. They're no longer about running the most TV spots, sending out the most direct mail, or spending the most money. They're about who spends the smartest money. In today's political world, where campaigns are getting more expensive and elections are won by small but crucial numbers of votes, Putting the right message in front of the right person at the right moment is more important than ever. This is where Cambridge Analytica and our revolutionary data modeling techniques can help. 
Traditional political campaigns use geography and demographics like age and gender to break down voters into target groups. This can work up to a point, but it misses the important personal details that really drive voter behavior. We combine geographic and demographic information with up to 5,000 data points of national, political, consumer, and lifestyle behavior for every voter in the United States. Then we add a unique extra layer of data about personality, decision-making, and motivation. This creates an unparalleled, rich, and detailed view of voters and the issues they care about, so you know exactly who to target with exactly what type of message. We call this behavioral micro-targeting. Our team of data scientists, psychologists, and campaign experts can show you which individual voters you need to win over in order to secure victory. This was a strategy recommended by Cambridge Analytica. Not to try to convince millions of voters across the entire nation to vote Trump, but rather to target only the tens of thousands that the firm knew, through its analyses, were hesitating. If you are somebody who's as uh, clever as Robert Mercer and you're just, you're looking, I mean, what he does, algorithmic trading, it's all about finding the tiniest edge. It's that tiny, tiny, tiny edge that you have over your competitors that you can leverage and make a massive difference in. That's how you make loads of money. And I think this idea of using data and the potential for manipulation through a platform like Facebook is that can just be enough to give you that edge that then you can exploit through things like fake news and all these other techniques and tactics. Here's the technique set in motion by the scientists at Cambridge Analytica. Using the information they had on the electorate, they defined 32 types of personalities throughout the country. They sent thousands of individualized messages targeting those considered to be the most neurotic or worried and therefore susceptible to Donald Trump's messages. The firm identified many such voters in three states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Three states they believed they could swing in favor of Trump. In a press release, Cambridge Analytica openly explained its strategy. When, in the final weeks of the race, the firm's data scientists recalculated voter turnout and recalibrated their models to show how Donald Trump could win, the GOP candidate revisited states like Michigan and Wisconsin. There remains one question that the English firm does not address. Just how did they reach these targeted voters? Well, they did it without their knowledge, using a little-known Facebook feature, Dark Post. The idea is that a company or a Facebook page can put out a message for a specific population and that this message is only visible to that group. It will not appear on their own page. In an electoral context, it means that candidates can target individuals on Facebook with negative messages against the other candidate, without journalists being aware, because these messages will not appear publicly. 
dark posts are very personalized messages, visible only by the person for whom they are intended. How does it work exactly? Let's go back to Mr. X. Thanks to Cambridge Analytica, Trump's campaign knows he's in favor of carrying firearms. So, it will create a message just for him. Did you know that Hillary Clinton wants to take your gun away? And he'll receive this message in his Facebook news feed at a specific time, according to his habits and digital fingerprints. No one but him will see the targeted ad, and it will disappear a few hours later. There's no record of them. We've got no way of investigating that. You have no idea who saw what. And this is democracy taking place in darkness. It's not democracy. If you're going to have a political debate, have it out in the open. Know who's arguing what and who's being told what. And the idea of just sort of like sneakily targeting people with who knows what on their phones and on their computers um, with anything. I mean, they, you, they could have been saying anything. We'll never know because that's gone. Well, it's on Facebook servers is the interesting thing, but they're not giving it up. Donald Trump's election was not a fair fight. Never has a candidate relied so much on lying and dissimulation. And those who supported him from the shadows have today received their compensation. Robert Mercer's entire cohort, Steve Bannon, Kellyanne Conway, and David Bossie, are now part of the president's inner circle. As for Rebecca Mercer, she herself organized the setting up of the Trump administration. Cambridge Analytica continues to pursue its political work. After the United Kingdom and the United States, the psychometric firm has begun to work with other clients, for instance, in Africa. Its methods are always the same, to target the public and influence the vote without it knowing. So following the example of what happened in the United States, the use of personal data could now disrupt politics in many other countries. That was a clip from Trumping Democracy, the documentary that we're featuring today. And that is some disturbing, disturbing commentary right there. Now, don't forget that if you call 1-800-HEY-KPFA, 439-5732, with a pledge of just $100, you will be thanked with a copy to watch at your own leisure. I wanted to thank Laura Morena from, uh, from out there in Coors Gold. Uh, for her donation. Thank you very much. Remember, we still got this match out there. Let's go ahead and uh, and meet it. Okay, so we're, we're, we're matching $250. Let's not lose this match, okay? 1-800-439-5732 or kpfa.org. Support us any way you can. This information will make you more conscious and careful of how you use media. It will wake you up to the fact that you're being observed and awaken you to the suspicious content that you might see in your news feed. You will want to make sure you check what source is giving your information and with what intentions. And you can thank KPFA for your new awareness. It will be very unlikely that you on your own will find this information lying around. If KPFA goes away, who will be the alarm?
1-800-439-5732 or online at kpfa.org. We really need your generous support. If you go to our website, there are plenty of other premiums you can pick from. Just $25 will make you a member of a station that has been resisting for 68 years. And being a member has many perks. The most important is you can vote at our KPFA board election. Now that's democracy. And uh, speaking of voting and voting rights, your contribution, your pledge, is a solid vote to keep the station functioning, alive, and well. Now, it, I think it's important to mention the ramifications of what we're listening to this this uh, this documentary and how this data manipulation that's going on throughout the world, not just the United States, but as this video has demonstrated, these data manipulators, Cambridge Analytica, SCL, are active and affecting Great Britain and all kinds of other places in the world. And as we speak, Honduras is going through a political upheaval. There seems to be a lot of secrecy, a lot of data manipulation. They mentioned that their servers were down or they were full and they had to change them and they lost a lot of data. That's just all nonsense. How convenient. Right. Yeah, and don't forget how many people put their financial information online, how many websites have been broken into, how much data has already been stolen, how much financial information has been used to mess up your credit or to mess up your life. So we need to control our airwaves. We need to control the Internet. We need to make sure that it become, it stays in the hands of the people for the people. And so that's another threat that we're facing in this administration. The uh, net neutrality is going away. The power of the dot-coms and Googles of the world to control the media, that's one of the big things that I'm, I'm really afraid of. KPFA is outside of that matrix. KPFA does not take funds from other people. We report and um, inform you on what's important to us, and we're not influenced by money. We're not influenced by big business. We're not influenced by corporations. We're influenced by you the listener, the supporter of this station, 1-800-439-5732 or kpfa.org. We only have a few minutes left. We really need you to show your support for the work that we do here and a support for the apprenticeship program. And I'm challenging all graduate apprentices, family of graduate apprentices, friends of graduate apprentices to call right now 1-800-439-5732 or go online to kpfa.org. I know, uh, Joe, you called it a coup. It right? is a coup. A, a coup by, by all the billionaires. Yes. And you know, the, the the U.S. backed a coup in Honduras back in 2009. A lot you know? of coups, not just yeah. Honduras, but okay. Yeah, Chile, for, for real. <laughs> you you know, name it. Now, I'm wondering, is it the U.S. government? Is it the U.S. corporations? Yeah. Is it is it, is it both? How yeah. long has the line been blurred? Mm-hmm. You know, is is Cambridge Analytica involved? Yeah. Well, Abraham Lincoln said that he worried for the future of this country because of war. War has been the the driving engine of profit in this country since the Civil War, if not before. I guess the Revolutionary War. It grew the country's. Um, prospects and prosperity because they were able to make arms to kill people in the world. And we're still doing it. So if you want to talk about a coup, the coup happened when Citizens United, well, 
the manifestation of the actual coup started with the uh, Supreme Court's decision on Citizens United when it said that someone or corporation who has millions and billions of dollars can um, can contribute to a, a campaign without even saying who they are anonymously. You know, as uh, much it's money as possible, and me with my. $20,000 a year salary, where, who can I influence? How can I get anybody elected? Absolutely. You know, I think it's alarming that, you know, that what seems like a fun social tool like Facebook is actually being used in nefarious ways against our own wishes yes. and without us even knowing that we're being influenced, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Now, KPFA, vigilant as always, call now, get your copy of this documentary, 1-800-HEY-KPFA, online, kpfa.org, just do it. We have links to what has been covered here tonight and the music we heard all on our Full Circle website. That is kpfaapprentice.org, kpaapprentice, with two A's and two P's. This show and many others are archived there. This is also the website where you can find out more about the First Boy Apprenticeship Program and apply for this amazing opportunity to learn show production and broadcast skills in partnership with this station. All that at kpfaapprentice.org. We're going to take um, applications in January. Absolutely. That's just one of the many things that KPFA has to offer. So support the station, support your local community radio, support us at the apprenticeship uh, program here because we're learning all these wonderful trades just to bring this to your attention and to bring this up to date. And we can't do it without you. KPFA listeners are the lifeblood of KPFA. Has been since the beginning. We don't rely on any outside money. We only rely on you. The people listening right now, the people you love and know, 1-800-439-5732. We only have a couple of minutes to go. Really, we need you to show support. Show your love. Show your appreciation for the things that KPFA brings you, for the people we expose you to, the information, the love that we share with you. We need you to go to the phone. 1-800-439-5732. one 800 or kpfa.org. Go to your phone right now. Call someone else to have them donate too. Volunteer to answer phones. Give us ideas. Give us whatever supports you can to keep us going. That's we are right. in a fight right now. That's right. <laughs> and let's stay outraged together. All right? Now that's going to bring us to the end of tonight's show. Tune in next week to Full Circle. Our executive producer is Miss M. Our technical director is Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production <laughs> consultant. Now we've been your host this evening. I'm David de la Gran. Laura Chegaray. And Joy Moore. Thank we you. We love you. Woo. Thank you Stay to vigilant. Darlene. Call to us. Be on the board here. Tell us. 1-800-439-5732. Up next, La Onda Bajita.